On today's episode of the Blue Bloods, regular season is over for all but two teams. That's right. This weekend, we have the highly anticipated Army-Navy game. So as far as segments go for today, we have the Army-Navy game preview, college football award recap. It's kind of a preview. Uh, most of the award has been announced, but we still have a Heisman preview, I guess. Uh, Storyline of the week, and we're going to wrap it all up with bowl game preview. We have a lot to talk about, surprisingly, with four segments, so let's go ahead and kick this one off. So to start this episode out, we are going to preview the Army-Navy game. Um, this game, I don't, where do they even play this game at, Zach? Uh, oh, uh, is, Ar- uh, is it Arlington? I don't know. No, I think no, it's, it's Arlington, uh, right? It, no, it's in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? why? Wow. I, I don't Lincoln know. Lincoln Financial guess. Field. They're playing at the Eagles Stadium. I don't know. I have no idea. That makes – the Liberty Bell is there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is a game that I'm going to watch mostly because there's not any other college football on. Um, <laughs> and honestly, is there any game that's more important than the Army-Navy game? I mean, we are the Blue Bloods. We're very patriotic. Uh, we bleed blue, but also red and white. So I can't wait for this matchup. I know Zach can't. Uh, Navy's a 10.5-point favorite in this one. I do think that Navy wins this game, and I think Army covers. Man, I, I did entirely too much research on this game. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about this? Man, this is honestly probably behind the Iron Bowl, like one of my favorite games of the year. I mean, as you all know, I ranked it, uh, what, second in my list of the best college football rivalries. Um, you know, the tradition – you you could feel the tradition and the atmosphere just watching this game. I remember as a kid watching this game every year. I got into it. I mean, like me and my family, we would get pumped for this game. And we'd always root for the underdog. And so this year, your boy is an Army fan because they are an underdog. And, you know, what is better than an entire game of the triple option? That's fair. Hey, actually, um, Army is a 10.5-point dog. Like you said, you always root for the underdog. They've won the past three matchups. Which yeah, but th- they were on what a fifteen-game losing streak before that. That's crazy, though, right? And they've won the past three matchups. Well, I mean, to be fair, Army's been really good in the past three years. And I mentioned it before, but I actually know a lot about this game, uh, and more than I probably should. And that's because <laughs> I wrote I wrote about three quarters of a blog uh, or an article about this game right before championship weekend, and I got caught up with personal things. Uh, never finished it. But I do have some Army-Navy fun facts, Zach, if you're ready for those. Let's get, let's get them. Let's get them. Uh, I, I'm going to turn this into a little bit of trivia, too. Uh, do you know oh how many matchups we've had of the Army-Navy game before now? Uh, if you had uh, to guess. A hundred and probably 20-something. Ah, no. See, this weekend 
on Saturday, we're going to have the 120th matchup. So there's been 119 of these so far. Uh, the first one. I feel like that's a pretty good guess off the top it was of my a pretty head. Good guess. I was <laughs> right there. I mean, you could have done your research like me, but you know. Um, so <laughs> it's funny though because this is like the first time I've done like extensive research, and it was because I wanted to write an article about something. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So it's gonna be their 120th matchup. I mean, do you know when the first time they played was? Oh. I'm going to do 1895. 1890. It was 1890. Um, oh, I'm on point. I am on you're, point. You're killing I am close it. enough. But 1890, are you kidding me? Like, football wasn't really a thing, and then you had the military academies playing it. I don't know. Pretty nice. Uh, anyway, so let's get back to this actual matchup. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch this game for sure. It's got a nice 2 p.m. kickoff which I'm usually adamantly against. I hate these early afternoon kickoffs. But that's when there's college football on all day. This weekend, this is all we got. So I'm fine with the middle of the day. Kind of like, uh, give me something so I don't die. You know, I, I, can, I can last throughout the morning. I might start, like, withering away to nothing. Uh, but by 2 o'clock, you know, I'll get my fill, and then the rest of the night I'll just be lonely and sad. Well, I mean, to be fair, we have the Hosman ceremony the same night. So, I mean, I guess it's a good thing we have football at 2 o'clock then right into the Hosman ceremony. No, that's that's good um, for sure. Uh, and another thing about this game is the uniforms. So, this is a big uniform watch weekend for me. Um, if nothing else, if the football sucks, you know, if, you don't, if you're sick and tired of the triple option, whatever, uh, I mean, you might not be American, first of all. So, uh, go ahead and check your patriotism at the door. But these uniforms, they always bring something to it. Yeah, I think they both announced they had special uniforms for this game, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, Army's uniforms, I think I sent them to you. They look pretty nice. Um, Navy always does. You know, a couple of years ago, they had the battleships on their helmets. That was kind of a cool concept. I'm sure fire. something. It was fire. Yeah, but like you mentioned, which team was it? Was it Army that had played 13 games this season now? Uh. Yeah, yeah it was. This they're, their they're 13th five, game. They're 5-7 and seven right now. Uh, do a little bit of investigating into that one, NCAA, if you're not already. Um, but one of the things that I love about this Army-Navy game, or at least the matchup itself, is that it usually means that we're about to get NFL on Saturday nights. Uh, just a fun little treat for football fans across the nation. So are there any games this weekend, actually? I haven't looked at it. Uh, uh, not not this week for the NFL. I don't think. Me. No, I mean, what are we doing then, NFL? Uh, if there's no, I, I think mean, it starts next weekend. Yeah, but that's not the same because I started thinking about it today, and I know that we had college football. We had championship weekend last weekend. Uh, this weekend we've got one game on Saturday. I mean, what am I supposed to do with my Saturday besides this and the Heisman presentation? You know, hey, they make it up to you next weekend. There are three NFL games next weekend. Oh, what a good from twelve good to. 12 to 7.15, back-to-back-to-back. Plus, to back. plus bowl games. I mean, there's bowl games next weekend. They start on Friday. Yep. So, I mean, it's that's like 13 days without like a, like a game that means something in college football, I guess. I, well, I take but, This game means something. But to be fair, the NFL cheated because next week they took away their Thursday night game. Oh, stop that. Are you serious? Yeah, and then the last week of the NFL season, the week after next – all the games are on Sunday. No Monday night game, no Thursday night game, no Saturday night game. 
Yeah, see, this is why we started a college football podcast and not an NFL podcast. Because it's ridiculous. This is insane. <laughs> this is insanity. I mean, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? So, I mean, I guess if I weather away um, to nothing, you know, in this trying time for me where football is uh, f- uh, few and far between, uh, just know that I love all of you and also know that I had a better record than Zach in pick six. Dang. Uh, bought two games, and we'll see about this game. I mean, then it'll just be one game, and then we'll be done for, like, good. So That's fine, bro. Uh, we got bowl game predictions coming up. You know what? I can, I can cheat the system. As a co-creator of this podcast, I say we add the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl to this. Give me a chance. Did you just say the Shrine Bowl? <laughs> yeah, the East versus West Shrine Bowl. Oh, gross. Why are we doing that? Because we're a college football podcast. <laughs> I mean, sure, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I know more about this matchup than I do about the actual game itself. Uh, I have literally no analysis for this one. I mean, okay, I, I, I'll bring the analysis, but real quick, dude, I want to go to this game so bad. I really do. One, like one year, I just want to like get myself together, go to Philadelphia. I, I don't know. Is it always in Philly? I hope. Yeah, I think it is. I like that but, we came into this one not knowing where it was, and now all of a sudden it's yeah. always in Philadelphia, and you're certain of it. Yep. I'm pretty fine because they always played in the same stadium. I just didn't know what that stadium, like where it was. Just the Eagles Stadium, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, dude, do you know how much tickets are for this? Are they expensive? $350 is the cheapest ticket. Oh, dude, I would have guessed like 30 bucks. Maybe. Uh, this, that's, that's wild. Dude, there's like 70,000 seats in that stadium. Are they really selling this out? Oh, no, there's not 70,000. Oh, this might be my new favorite stadium. Do you know how many seats are in the stadium? 69,696. <laughs> there's two 69s in that. Nice, nice. That's double nice. Uh, but, you know, first some analysis. Uh, with two X factors, one for Navy, one for Army. First is Malcolm Perry, the quarterback for Navy. I mean – this kid's been a stud. I mean, fifteen hundred rushing yards and nineteen rushing touchdowns. <laughs> listen, that's, that's listen. The, my favorite thing about this matchup is that both quarterbacks lead their teams in passing and rushing yards, and both quarterbacks have under eighty passing attempts. That's insane. That's insane. I mean, are you kidding me, bro? Like, come on. I mean, and the fact that he had like. This kid has under 80 passing attempts and has over a thousand yards. Blows my mind. Right. Who do you have in this I, game? Okay, so sticking with my gut, I love this game. It's a rivalry game. I don't even look at the records. I don't look that Navy's ranked 23rd. I'm taking the Army Black Knights in an up in an upset in Philly, and I think they pull it out. I don't hate that. I'm still going to ride with Navy. Um, but something that caught my eye, the money line for Army is plus 320. You got to love to see that. I mean, plus 320 in a rivalry game, give that to me all day. I mean, they might win out. All day, every day. I mean, and if you guys bet on it, you know I'm rooting for you. So do what you need to do. Uh, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll be backing you up all the way. You know, and we talked about this game being the triple option game. There is rain in the forecast, 
And I cannot wait to see this 1910-looking football game happen where it's just mud and people slipping around and they, they will not throw the ball. It is going to be enjoyable. It's going to be a throwback. Yeah. I mean, how, what better to celebrate our troops than to watch that? Right. Uh, little spin zone for Army right now. I know that they're 5-7, and seven, but the last time that they played a military academy – they won 47-6. to six. They beat Virginia Military Institute. So not looking too good for the service academies right now against Army. Uh, so watch out for that one. I, you know, I, I think we should just go ahead and move on. Just watch this game for sure. Uh, I don't – like Zach said, it's going to be wet. We hope it's muddy. I don't know. It, is, is the Philadelphia field – is that turf or is that like actual grass? I don't, I don't, think, the, I don't think the Eagles have enough money to have turf. That's fair. They've only won one Super Bowl. So, uh, barely. Um, so, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Uh, be sure to watch the Army-Navy game, though. This is, like Zach said, this is one of our favorite rivalries. Uh, we'll be watching it. You know, we kind of have to. We, we have this itch for college football. Um, and if we don't watch this, we might die. Uh, yep. And let's go, Army. <laughs> let's go, Navy. Uh, anyway. Maybe. <laughs> like, so, I don't I'm know. I'm so exhilarated, yeah. Um, Moving on to our next segment, we have our college football awards recap mostly, and then we have one preview. Uh, the college football awards just finished. We're recording on Thursday night. Uh, I know this podcast is out on Friday, so you saw all the awards last night. We want to talk about a few of them. Uh, the main thing I wanted to mention is uh, Go Tigers, and Joe Burrow might as well have just won every single award. Oh, I mean, what all the win? The Maxwell, the Walter Camp, the Davey O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, and then he's going to win the Heisman. So, just it's going to be a good good week for LSU. Yeah, I'm okay. So, just a real quick, I mean, we'll do a quick Heisman preview for you guys, but I think everyone listening knows who's going to win it. It's not uh, even close. I mean, dude, I was about to ask you, do you think there's any way they take it away from Joe Burrow? No, dude. I, I can't remember what the voting, what it was for, uh, if it was for the Maxwell or for Walter Camp. Um, but I know that there are 53 – first place votes that were cast because uh, there's 53 voters. Anyway, I know that 50 of them were for Joe Burrow. The other three were for uh, uh, Chase Young. So, I mean, if that, if that foreshadows do think, anything. Do you think Chase Young finishes second over Hertz in uh, fields? No, no. I think he finishes at least third. Yeah, I can see third, but I don't know who they're going to put at second. That's going to be really interesting because I think Hertz is going to get a lot of, like, sympathy votes. Hertz is probably going to get it, and then it's going to be hilarious when when Chase Young beats out uh, his quarterback for for uh, this award. Uh, I don't know. It's really going to come down to who gets more second place votes in this one. I mean, I don't know all the projections I've been seeing, and I mean, because there's going to be a couple people that just want to go against the grain, and they're going to vote for Chase Young just because he's a defensive player that's a finalist. Uh, that's just how it always is. You know, if there's ever a defensive player that's finalist, he, they get a couple of votes here and there just because people want something to be different. Uh, so I think that he gets enough uh, he gets enough of those first place votes to finish third. That's uh, just my that's just my guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, but I mean, so what is your biggest snub in the award ceremony so far? Honestly. Um, and I know that we we kind of mentioned this a little bit before the show. I've kind of got two actually. Uh, the first one is for um, it, it, I can't, what even what even award was it? It was uh, 
It, it was the one that Grant Delpit won uh, for the best uh, defensive uh, back. The Jim, Jim Thorpe. Yeah, Jim Thorpe. Man, I don't know. Grant Delpit, going, he's, he has had a great career at LSU, and he's going to have a great NFL career, I think. But honestly, I don't even think he was the best defensive back on his team. I mean, Mike. I mean, uh, Stingley. Just he's a freshman, so I understand why he wasn't invited to the uh, the awards this year. But uh, I don't know. Every single game. I mean, he he played hurt this season. I think he had like three games where he was totally healthy, uh, and those games he kind of showed out. But Stingley has just been going off game in, game out. And so, if anyone deserved on this LSU team, I think it was him. Uh, I know why you have to give Grant Delpit over him on this team. But I mean, I think there should have been a, at least a couple of the players that were, you know, that, that should have won this award over him. Yeah. I think Jeff Okuda from uh, uh, Ohio state played better yeah. this year. I mean, he's going to be a top five pick if he comes out. And, you know, I think they gave this award to Grant Delpit as like almost like a career achievement award almost. And, and like, that's why I said, I understand why they did. Yeah. Um, this is me showing you that I'm not always an LSU homer. Hey, I don't think that he. I don't think that they should sweep the awards. Um, and, and that is actually kind of leads me into my second, uh, my second pick, Blitnikoff, uh, Jamar Chase won. I love Snub. that. He won. Snub. Snub. CD Lamb should have won this award. Yes, Dude. that was my next one. And we talked about it. We talked about it in the last episode. Imagine if CD Lamb had Joe Burrow passing to him. Jamar Chase had the most receiving yards in the nation, and I understand that LSU's second top receiver, Justin Jefferson, had almost the same stats that CeeDee Lamb did. CeeDee Lamb has Jalen Hurts passing to him. Um, <laughs> and like I said, it's just it's, it's almost like magic when CeeDee Lamb gets the ball in his hands on the field. So Exactly. I, don't I just – I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you – I get – okay. I don't want to say I don't know how you give it to Jamar Chase. I get it because he basically like doubled the amount of receiving yards that CeeDee Lamb had this year. Uh, this year, But at the same time, you have to – I mean, at least I think you have to take a couple things in consideration. Um, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and move on. There's one other one I kind of want, and it's just me poking uh, fun of this guy. Uh, the Lou Gross have- Award for Best Place Kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. Get out of here. I don't know. I, I get that this guy had a great season last year and his percentages were pretty good this year. The only times I watched him, he missed like three field goals. So I think I've seen him miss more than I've seen him make when I watched him live. No kidding. But I have two snubs. All right, go ahead. One of them, one of them is going to cause you to quit the podcast, but uh, the Doak Walker award for the best running back. Um, mm-hmm. in the country, was given to Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. I'm going to scream. That was – this is the <laughs> second biggest snub of the night, in my opinion. Uh, that, makes me, that makes me worry. Because I think Chuba Hubbard should have got it. Chuba Hubbard or J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I get that Jonathan I, Taylor is a great running back, but I think both of those running backs are better than uh, Jonathan Taylor, or at least they were this year. Dude, in his biggest games, he disappeared. Yeah, he played better in the Big 12 championship, but during the regular season, he did show up in the games he needed to, in my opinion. Not as well as he could have played. And he has one of the best offensive lines in the country. And Chuba Hubbard's playing without his starting quarterback, out the out of the best wide receiver. The defenses are focusing in on him, and he is just tearing through defenses. 
Okay. Yeah, you're right. And then you have another guy who was almost up for the Heisman. You just calm down, man. Like, oh, okay. it, 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 that upset me. <laughs> that upset me. Oh, and this one. Oh, this one. Oh, God. I was at dinner when, I, when this one was announced, and I almost threw my drink across the restaurant. Yikes. It was for the Outland Trophy, which is for the best interior lineman. <laughs> and hang on, guys. I'm not even mad at who they snubbed. The person that won it was an offensive tackle. Oh, <laughs> for the best interior lineman. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? And so they gave it to <laughs> Panay Sewell from Oregon. Okay. Do you want to know who else was up for the award, Brandon? Who? Derek Brown from Auburn. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Okay. You know what blows my mind? Derek Brown finished second for the best defensive player in the country to Chase Young. Yeah. How did that happen if he wasn't even the best interior defense, like the best interior lineman? That's tough. That's real tough. And then you're going to give it to an exterior lineman? I just, I, I am, I, you know what, uh, this, I'm going to go all white dad on you guys, man. This really grinds my gears. This really grinds um, my gears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> Dude, that is disrespectful. That is criminal. I will be pressing charges in the morning. Uh, I wanted to talk about a few awards that I didn't know existed. No. <laughs> My first award will be the William V. Campbell Trophy. I knew it existed. Every single year I forget that it's for what they consider the academic Heisman. Does anyone actually want that, though? So here's the nerd trophy that goes to Justin (laughs) Herbert. I don't know what his GPA was. Um, What does academic Heisman even mean? What? It doesn't make sense. So academic Heisman. That's tough. Oh, that's that's real tough. You know, just, they just gave that to Justin Herbert because he was probably complaining that like he had such a bad season and want part of the Heisman. I didn't even know who the finalists were for this award. Um, I so, didn't even know I, I until know. you said it right now. I didn't even know it was an award. How about the uh, the Disney Spirit Award for the most inspirational player? Didn't know that. Casey I, I, O'Brien. I, Shot, okay. well, 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 that makes sense. Though. Like I, I knew, like I knew he won that. I mean, I just didn't know it was called the Disney Spirit Award. Uh, award. Uh, the the Burlesworth Trophy. I did know about this one for the former walk-on. You knew that? Yeah. Yes, I did. Why? Uh, I I literally was reading an article and they mentioned it, and I was like, oh, knowledge in the base. <laughs> in the base, uh, the Whirlpool Trophy for community service. Didn't know about that one. Well, I mean, why why do there have to be so many awards? And some of these awards are like they're they're like they repeat themselves. Yeah. Like there's the player of the year, which is the Maxwell, the Walter Camp, and the Heisman Trophy. Um and then there's 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 the uh there's two defensive player of the year uh, awards. I mean, there's the yeah. Nagurski and the Benaric. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, is, why would you even have those if, I mean, Joe Burrow's going to win player of the year and then defensive player of the year is just going to be Chase Young. 
yeah. I also like ridiculous. that they had to have a defensive player of the year award because player of the year is usually an offensive player. That's tough. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, dude, how disrespectful is it that Joe Brady isn't even the offensive coordinator and won the Broyles Award instead of Steve uh, Emzinger for LSU? Steve Emzinger. I mean, we all know who's calling the shots. Come on. Dude, I read an article today that said that uh, Steve Emzinger is playing a bigger role than people would like to think. Yeah, I read that too. Um and he probably is. We're not, I'm, I, I'm messing around when I say uh, it's we know disrespectful. Because well, yeah, I mean, people are just, just like forgetting that he's like. I bet you, if you ask some LSU fans, they wouldn't even know he's the offensive coordinator. Uh, that's tough saying. They would probably LSU say Joe Brady, especially since he was a quarterback at LSU. Like, like you're not a real LSU fan if you didn't know he was the offensive coordinator. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'll leave it. If you don't know your team's coaches, just leave me alone. You're not a real at fan. Alabama fans. No joke. Um, so Joe Brady. I mean, who else deserved this above him, though? I mean, Joe Brady. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying like it's. I'm just saying I thought it was funny. No, it is funny. Um, that, have you seen a picture of uh, Steve Ensminger? I have. Yeah. How old do you think he is? Forties or fifties? Really? You, no, he looks a lot older than he is. He's sixty-one, and he looks he looks older than he is. Uh, well, I guess I I just proved myself wrong there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, let's just let's just move on from here. I, I I'm just gonna swallow my uh, swallow my pride. I, I mean, he's re- got he's got white hair, but like I don't know. Yeah, I'd say okay. I'd say fifties or sixties. Yeah, forties yeah. might have been a stretch, but sixty-one. Uh, the funny uh, thing is that LSU fans are like, "Yeah, he's gonna retire soon, probably." Man, this guy's sixty-one. I don't think he's going. Dude, Nick, Nick Saban's like eighty-five years old, bro, <laughs> and he looks like fifty. I don't know, bro. Old, old, old Saint Nick's gonna start putting on some years here if he don't start winning. Saint, no joke. But and this is just a little side note that uh, the Saban and Belichick. Uh, HBO special the other night, fire! Just if you guys haven't watched yes. that, go watch it. Fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We have our storyline of the week. Uh, mine's gonna take a while. I'll let Zach call the shot here. Who who do you want to go first? Oh, uh, we'll play rock. I'm just playing. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so mine is <laughs> mine is a storyline about Lane Kiffin, the goat. Um, okay so uh, there's reports coming out that he is seeking revenge on nick saban and that is the only reason he took the old miss job i mean he's coming for that neck i already told you guys what's going to happen so uh, apparently he's targeting multiple saban assistants so he's targeted former defensive line coach bo davis love it former defensive coordinator tosh uh lapoy who was the defensive coordinator last year for saban he's targeting current secondary coach Carl Scott and this is the best one of all this guy has the biggest name brand of any assistant coach for Saban the strength and conditioning coach Scott Cochran (laughs) okay Uh, dude you know who Scott Cochran is yeah I do yeah apparently that's the one Saban took the hardest apparent like from what (laughs) I've read that he was most pissed about so you could take his defensive coordinator all this, but God forbid you take a strength and conditioning coach. Well, I, I also believe – I don't think he's just their strength and conditioning coach. I think he's also Saban's holdback guy. So that's a pretty important role on a team. 
Uh, without him, what's going to happen? Dude, okay, but he makes like millions to do that. He's like, I think he's the second or third highest paid. I believe uh, he, condition. I believe he's also paid to catch Saban's uh, headset when he throws it now, so that he doesn't throw it on the ground and break it. He just like Tax. throws it into this guy's hands. Yeah, but also um, they could cut his salary a little bit and get a coach that can count to 12. Just want to say that. Just want to say that. Um, I'm still on my BS, guys. Um, (laughs) But apparently, Kiffin has been telling people and telling recruits that he is targeting Saban and recruiting, too. Yo. I mean, listen, if I'm a recruit, okay, honestly, I'm going to go play. You know, if, if I get two offers and those two offers are Alabama and Ole Miss, I'm going to Alabama, I guess. I hate Alabama, but I'm going there. I'm going to win a natty. Um, but who would you rather play for, Nick Saban or Lane Kiffin? Who's the cooler oh, guy? Lane Kiffin, a million percent. Like, I saw a poll um, on Twitter that this guy did. It was, like, ranking the SEC coaches on uh, who you would want to take a trip to Vegas with. And Lane Kiffin won by, like, <laughs> a landslide. got to be. Yeah, he was. Good. Um, and, yeah. Dan Mullen was five, and he t- and he like tweeted at the guy who made it. He was like, "I'm offended. I should be higher. I should be higher." Hey, that's a fun coach right there. Um, yes, Malzahn was like second to last. I, I get that. I get. That. I really do. Or Orgeron was like ninth. No, nah, see, I disagree. I think I'd go anywhere with Coach O. Honestly, you know, <laughs> just, it would just be fun. <laughs> Dude, okay, so this is a just an off-way topic of my storyline. Um, did you hear USC, the report that came out of them this weekend about uh, why they didn't hire Coach O? Why? They, apparently, some upper management people were insecure about the way he talked and didn't want to have his voice representing USC. Yeah, I find that offensive, actually. Um, I don't That's know. wild. I was like, I'd rather suck and have Clay Helton – then have Coach O, and he talks like a Cajun. That's insane. I, mean, I feel like Coach O can sue for discrimination. I mean, that should have never came out uh, if USC was smart. He won't, but, like, th- this could have just – listen, if he would have done this to, like, another group of people and not the swamp people of Louisiana, uh, this probably would have been, been a public outcry. Like, like if, what? could you imagine if they were like, oh, yeah, uh, we didn't want to hire a black guy because of the way he talks. Oh, done for. But you didn't hire occasion because of the way he talks. You know, they're just going to chill, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, that's my storyline, man. I thought it was so weird. Like, do you, do you like his approach? Like, would you target? Yeah. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Here's the thing, and it kind of plays back to what I said about who's the cooler guy. That's why he's going to get these coaches. And that's why his teams are going to be successful because people want to play for him. I mean, that's an actual, that's an important thing. Uh, I mean, I know Saban wins, probably the greatest head coach in college football history. But, uh, I mean, who would you rather play for? Just based off yeah. of like, how cool the guy – I mean, yeah, you want to go play for a guy that, that isn't going to uh, – I mean, that doesn't, like, intimidate you, I guess. Like, if you can, if you can go play col- – I mean, you're in college, you want to have a good time, you're going to want to go play for the guy that's a little bit more laid back, the guy that's uh, – and, and he's a winner. I mean, he's – He's a pretty good coach, so I don't know. That's where I'll keep it at, and that's why he's going to get coaches. That's why he's going to get recruits. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how he, like, how he performs at Ole Miss. I think, I think, I think it was a great hire. I'm interested. I'm just, I cannot wait for him to get his recruiting classes in. Right. 
so let's go ahead and move on to my storyline and stop me if you've heard this one before. I mean, it's been all over the place and I just couldn't not talk about it. Maybe I'm biased. Who knows? I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone does at this point. Uh, not really a secret. But my storyline is that apparently when Coach O was uh, recruiting Joe Burrow to come to LSU from Ohio State, they went to dinner. And at the time, <laughs> Burrow stated uh, – this is after the fact. This is like this week. Burrow stated uh, that he was leaning towards Cincinnati. You know, I, I get that. He's at Ohio State. He probably wants to stay in state. That's where he's from. He's from Athens. Uh, I think another report came out he wanted to go to Nebraska, but they didn't want him anyway. Uh, so he was leaning Cincinnati at the time. Uh, Luke Fickle's there. He's an old Ohio State head coach. Um, or not head coach, but coach. Uh, so, uh, and I wanted to stop right there. Uh, could you imagine what would have happened if Joe Burrow would have gone to Cincinnati over LSU? What um, insanity would have ensued? Bro, can you match Cincinnati in the playoffs with Joe Burrow? <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, they went 10 and 2, and they're or not 10 That's and what two, I'm 10 saying. And, 10 and 3. Yeah, because they're conference championship. They lost to uh they lost to Ohio State and they uh they lost to Memphis twice. But if they had Joe Burrow behind center, they might not they might have gone undefeated, honestly. Yeah, I, I think they would have. I uh, I think they would have went undefeated last year too with them. Yeah, I mean, this Cincinnati is a good team. Let's not – I mean, people forget that. Uh, anyway. And, dude, you know Nebraska is kicking themselves for Scott letting Frost, him not – Scott Frost is a moron, and that's, all, that's where I'll leave that. Nebraska, get it together. Uh, anyway, so um, back, back to the dinner. Uh, apparently, Coach O wanted to order crawfish for the table. I think it was Coach O, Steve Minger, and Joe Burrow. There may have been more, but I know those three were there. Uh, so he wanted 15 pounds of crawfish. Uh, and when he ordered it, the server told him they did not have any. Uh, and so I'd like to stop again, uh, kind of a little side story. Zach and I are from the Gulf Coast. Louisiana is not too far from where we grew up. I mean, it's maybe like an hour and a half drive. Uh, I have family from Louisiana. My mom lives there. My fiance is from there. And I'm probably going to move there in a few months. Uh, I'm, I spend a lot of time there is what I'm trying to get at. And I don't know what restaurant they were at in Louisiana, more specifically in Baton Rouge, that didn't have crawfish readily available. Uh, the, only Dude, restaurants, facts. Right? <laughs> the only restaurants I've been to in Louisiana that didn't have crawfish were like Mexican restaurants. And like sometimes they do. So that's tough. I mean, in season, they, were, out of season, they, they had it. Just know that. They were at McDonald's. They were just like, <laughs> yo. Yeah, we like 15 pounds of crawfish. Uh, so the server told Coach O they didn't have any crawfish. Um, and I guess he decides to ask to see the manager. He went like white suburban mom on him, uh, as one does in this situation. Uh, Coach O asked the manager to go out and buy 15 pounds of crawfish <laughs> and, and cook it especially for them. Uh, I mean, what do you do in this situation, Zach? Uh, Coach O's in your restaurant <laughs> demanding 15 pounds of crawfish in that accent. What do you do? I know what I, I do. I, I think I go get the crawfish, bro. I'm, I'm getting in my truck, and I'm getting 15 pounds of the best crawfish you've ever had. Uh, and that's Dude, all I, might go, I might go out to the bayou and get catch my own crawfish. <laughs> Just go, go get some out of some crawfish, man. That's, a good, that's not a bad idea. Uh, and so, I mean, that's exactly what happened. The manager went out and bought 
the crawfish for them and cooked it uh, right there and then on demand. So this is just an absolute myth. I mean, it's like a legend. This is gonna be this is gonna go down in history. I think uh, like this is something I'm gonna tell my kids, and they're probably gonna tell their kids. Uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow mentioned that the coaching staff and the environment at LSU was what made him commit. And the crawfish kind of helped. But, I mean, come on. We, we all know the truth, Joe. Stop holding out on us. Uh, that's my storyline. What – I mean, what a time to be alive. Joe Burrow committing because I can't, of the crawfish. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 to come out on this. I can't either. Uh, <laughs> one of the wild things is that you see this, and I know people are joking sometimes, but like, and then there's like always that one serious guy who's commenting on uh, on ESPN's page. It's like, well, how come this wasn't a recruiting violation that Coach O bought him dinner? Are you? Is this a joke? Is that a joke? I think that has to be a joke. I think you're allowed to buy like if you're the head coach, like you're allowed to go to dinner. Yeah, I, I think you are too. I don't think that's a instead of like recruiting violation. So apparently, everyone's an expert on the topic uh, when it comes up and when LSU's number one in the country. So. Uh, that's just that's I'll leave it there and I'll, we'll go ahead and move on from storyline but what an electric week um, who would have thought the week where we had the army navy game uh, as the only game there would be so many storylines to come out and there were more that we didn't talk about like we could we could oh, yeah no um, doubt anyway uh, let's go ahead and move on to our final segment of the day uh, we have our bowl game preview uh, bowl season's right around the corner like I mentioned, one week from today, we have the first college football playoff, not playoff, but the first college football uh, bowl games. So that's definitely something to look out for. And so what Zach and I did was we're looking at some of the uh, bowl games. Uh, just Zach came up with a few topics. I'm going to let him lead this. So go ahead and tell us what's all about. It. Yeah, guys. So we're, gonna, we're still going to come out with our preview episode looking at all the different bowl games in depth predicting our winners but here we just give like a quick preview some games you might not be thinking about so we have so in i guess award season spirit we have some awards to give to certain bowl games so we'll i'll start this one off brandon what is the best group of five matchup in these bowls all right, uh, before I start giving out my picks, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer. I picked some of these uh, strictly because of the names of the bowl. So that's just so you guys know. The best group of five game for me is going to be the Bad Boys Motors Gasparilla Bowl. Don't know what any of that means. But the games between UCF and Marshall, I, I, I literally only picked this one because of the name. So that just disregard me. Well, well guys, I actually – pick mine based on matchups but um <laughs> mine is the lockheed martin arm forces no, bowl that's funny too um and this is the matchup between southern miss and tulane okay um and I, I think this is gonna be a really really good matchup i mean this matchup's in texas so both schools will probably travel to this you know both of these teams i mean especially tulane has some high expectations um I think th this is a matchup between two schools that really want to beat each other based on location. And, you know, I think this game is going to be a bunch of high-powered offenses between Jack Abraham and Justin McMillan. And I, I honestly cannot wait for this game. It is the only game this Saturday of January 4th. So everyone should lock in the TV 
It starts at 10.30 in the morning on Saturday for some reason, even though it's the only game. So please get up early and watch this game because I cannot wait for it. Yeah, that's actually a good game. Uh, all I've got to say about that one is Jack Abraham. What an arm on that kid. Um, and uh, I'm really, really good. Southern Miss to the top, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. There you go. So, Brandon, what is the game that has the most potential to be a snooze fest or just absolutely boring? Our most boring matchup. The name kind of matches. I did not pick this one because of the name, by the way. Um, The name kind of matches it. it, I'm going to pick the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, I've got Ohio playing Nevada. And these are just two teams that I did not know were bowl eligible. And that's why they're my snooze fest. Uh, both of these teams, I mean, one's in the MAC, one's in the uh, the mid. What is it like? Uh, what I don't even know. It, it's Nevada, so um, I should know. It's like the Mountain West Conference. That's what it is. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I've seen both of these teams play this year. Neither one of them really impressed me. Uh, I think they both barely snuck into bowl eligibility. Um, so this game honestly probably isn't going to be that great. Uh, so maybe don't watch this one. You know, maybe watch the uh, the Southern Miss Tulane game. Don't watch this one. Yeah, I agree. I'll probably might miss that game on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mine, um, I guess if we had, uh, you know, if we had to pick the best bowl name out of all these bowl games, this would be mine. But it also has the biggest potential to be a snooze fest. It is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> you got to love it, right? Um, and this game is in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> and it is Arizona State versus Florida State. Okay. Love it. Do, do you see either quarterback throwing for over t- 15 yards <laughs> between Jaden Daniels and, J- and uh, James Blackman? No, it's going to be really bad. This game is going to have no offense. Their defenses aren't even that good. It's just they have no offenses. And no one wants to watch this game on the on a Tuesday at 1 o'clock. No, I'm, I mean, I'm probably not going to. Uh, actually, I take it back. I'm, I will promise to see you guys I will not watch that game. <laughs> I mean, this game is going to be boring. I'm not looking forward to it. Neither of these teams are going to be motivated. It's going to be a joke. Um, so next, uh, which which bowl game for you, Brandon, has the highest upset potential? Oh, Zach's going to love this one. Um, my highest upset potential game is going to be the Outback Bowl. Zach, do you know who's playing the Outback Bowl? I do, and I don't even think that's an upset for real. What are you talking about? The Minnesota Auburn game? Yeah, I have Minnesota winning. Yeah, I thought that's an upset. How is that not an upset? They're 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 seven and a half point dogs. Well, I meant like okay, point spray wise is upset, but I mean like fundamentally they're a ten and two Big Ten team that has expect, everything to gain. You, you expect to tell me, me, uh, former gambler, that the spread doesn't matter and that that the oh two, plus two forty money line doesn't matter when you okay. tell me upset. Okay. This okay. okay. Okay, bet, bet. I'll take it, though. But, yeah, I mean, technically it would be an upset. You're right. I'll give you that. Uh, um, for everyone listening, I picked this game to upset Zach, really. So that's my biggest upset uh, this bowl season. Oh, Brandon, I don't think you're going to see this one coming. Zach's big mad. Um, I don't think you're going to see my upset coming. I don't think most of y'all are. I have the okay. Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. <laughs> okay, love it. 
I have Louisiana Tech beating Miami. I listen. I can see it. That one's not Dude, that big of a stretch for me. They're they're playing in Shreveport. Yeah, the, I mean that that's that's where. No, Louisiana Tech's in Ruston, Louisiana, but it's very close. I'm about to say it's going to be a home game for them, and do not think they're going to be motivated to beat Miami, which is played at, that that's beat up and is absolutely not going to be motivated. No, they're going to win that game. Uh, listen, what dude? I think Louisiana Tech's going to blow them out. I'm talking about like they're going to win by double digits. This is Independence Bowl. Yeah. Uh, okay, keep talking. I've I've got to do a little bit of research. Oh goodness. Okay. Um, so guys, in case y'all are wondering, um, Jamar Smith for Louisiana Tech is gonna be the reason they win this game. And you know, any team with Tate uh Martell on it, uh, I'm gonna chalk that up to an L. Got because one. uh yeah, he'll probably be on the transfer portal anyway, so he probably won't even show up. <laughs> uh, to be honest. Fair. And I mean, how many Miami fans are gonna try travel all the way to Louisiana for the Independence Bowl at 3 o'clock on a Thursday? Absolutely none of them. Like, there, there might be like three. And that's because they live in Louisiana for some reason. Oh, God. That's going to be so bad. Dude, Louis- Louisiana Tech's going to pack it out, I think. Yeah, I can definitely see it. I mean, that, I mean, that's right. I mean, that's like less than an hour away from where their home stadium is. The, the capacity is 52,000. I don't think they sell out, but I think – uh, I, I really do think that um, Louisiana Tech uh, has over half of that. Yeah, I mean, it's – I'm telling you, this is an actual home game for Louisiana Tech. So, All right. <clears throat> uh, what I was going to look at, guys, and I know that we're not having Brandon's gambling corner <laughs> this week, but guess what? I'm back. You have to take Louisiana Tech in this game. Zach, what an absolutely amazing upset that you picked. Uh, Louisiana takes a seven and a half point dog. I cannot find the money line for some reason. They probably haven't. Uh, money, m- money line's 205. Oh, take it all day. Double your money. Do what you need to do. Listen, I, I, I'm not one to condone gambling. You know me. I, we did not name the gambling corner after me for, for a reason. Um, uh, maybe drop a stack on it. You know, do what you need to do. Uh, pay rent for a few months. You got the bands. Drop a band. Hey, drop at least at least one. So uh, yeah. everyone heard it here first. Uh, Zach guarantees that he'll reimburse you if you lose. Facts. Um, so what is the bowl game with the highest blowout potential? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry to do it to you, BYU. I'm going with the uh, SoFi Hawaii Bowl because Hawaii's back on the island, baby. BYU, you're done for. Hawaii wins this game by a million. Well. There you go, guys. A bowl um, game on the island. I mean, what do you want? The- yeah. But I think it's a little unfair that Hawaii gets to go to the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's the best. That's, that's lame. Um, kind of sucks. So my- I think the Hawaii Bowl and, like, the Bahamas Bowl are two bowl games that teams, like, actually want to go to. Like, teams that aren't already there. And so right? Hawaii just took half of their bowl. Yeah, I- I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd want to fight. That's like putting Florida in the in – the Gator Bowl? <sighs> No, in the Orange Bowl. Oh, Orange Bowl. In yeah. Florida, like, stop. Gator Bowl. Um, facts. Um, so, my highest ball potential is the Camping World Bowl. Oh. Uh, Notre Dame versus Iowa State. In Orlando. Everyone tune in. In Orlando. I think Notre Dame is going to smack Iowa State. Yeah. 
Yeah, like probably. I'm talking about by like 20, 30 points. Not close. Yeah, it's not going to be close, guys. Uh, Iowa State, t- you know what? Is that even a team? I didn't know they were bowl eligible. Dude, they're seven and five. So, dude, Notre, Notre Dame is only a three and a half point favorite. That's nuts. That that should be illegal. Take that spray, guys. We don't have a gambling corner, but Jesus Christ, do it. Zach you can pretty much down. steal. You can pretty much steal your bookie's money. And that is not. Um, that is what we are here for. But what it? So we have two left. What is your the most under the radar game? Uh, my under the radar game is going to be the military bowl. Uh, I, don't, I don't think enough people are talking about this. It's North Carolina and Temple, and this game is actually going to be very good. I think both of these yeah, teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, we've talked about all the potential that North Carolina has. Temple, something about them makes me think that they're going to show up in this game. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good game. One of the things I wanted to mention is the military bowl. I could have sworn this game was like reserved for at least one military academy. And Yeah, I thought so too. And there's two that are bowl eligible. I understand why Navy's not in it because they actually had like like a pretty good record this year. They only lost two games so far. Um, but like Air Force went like six and six or seven and five. Like they could have been in it for sure. I have, I have no idea. I mean, but yeah, that was my second pick, honestly. I didn't pick it, but that I was thinking about it real hard. But mine is the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, the Las Vegas Bowl, guys. Um, oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, Washington versus Boise State. I actually had that one written down. I changed. That's nuts. Okay, we were on, like, Dude, we're on the same wavelength. I, I think this game is going to be amazing. I mean, oh, yeah. you put a Boise State offense that's really good, just a Boise State team that's really good versus a Washington team that's going to be playing their hearts out for Chris Peterson in his last oh, yeah. game. Uh, this this can't be anything but amazing. It's at 6.30 prime time on the 21st. I cannot wait. I mean, what else are you doing on that Saturday night if you're not watching college football? So, tune yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So finally, last one, easy one. I think the best overall bowl game on the schedule. I'm gonna go with one that seems like a no-brainer, but I don't know if we have the same one. Uh, I'm going with the Fiesta Bowl. I think Ohio State Clemson is going to be an insane game. Oh, right. that's mine. That's mine. Yeah, I don't even think it's a. It's not even a debate, right? This is a, this is going to be an amazing game. Dude, I cannot wait for this game, man. Was it like, on the 28th? Yep, the 28th at 7 p.m. All right, yeah, bet. Uh, I am so pumped for this game. Close is a two-point favorite right now. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus his defense and Justin Fields versus the Clemson defense. I mean, these teams are giving up less than 250 yards per game. I literally am drooling thinking about this matchup. I think this has the – possibility to be one of the greatest games of all time if everything falls right yeah i mean these are not like you know we've been hyping this game up you know this is, i think this is the matchup everyone wanted to see um because the winner of this game is going to give the winner of the uh of the peach bowl a run for their money and they might honestly even win that game so uh this game's going to be absolutely insane uh these defenses are both just overpowered this Clemson offense is very underrated, which is, sounds crazy to say. Uh, but, I mean, everyone's been trashing Trevor Lawrence this year. 
T. Higgins is an incredible receiver. Travis Etienne is going to shove this ball down Ohio State's throat, or at least try to. So if you're not watching this game, like what? Why? Why wouldn't you watch this game? This is this might be the best game of the whole season. I uh, I have no doubt about that. I really I really think it might. I really think it is. I mean, I just and I I, I literally this is a national championship before the national championship. Right, right. I mean that's that's facts. Anyway. Right, that, that that is it for bowl the bowl preview we will be bringing you an in-depth analysis on all these games yeah and that's actually also the end of our episode so uh thanks everybody for listening uh make sure you keep subscribing sharing liking uh rating the podcast zach plug the social media so they can follow us so they can keep up with everything that we do yep uh Instagram, it is at the underscore blue bloods. Um, follow us on there. Uh, like everything, send it to your friends, family. Uh, Facebook, it is at the blue bloods pod. Share everything. The more you share, the more notoriety and views we get. And that we just want to keep bringing more and more people great college football material. And uh, on Twitter, it is at the underscore underscore blue bloods um dark twitter only we ain't with that light stuff uh retweet favorite share whatever send it to your friends in the dms hey this is Um, this one's serious too because twitter we are lacking instagram we're on top of it facebook we're kind of getting up there twitter where are y'all we weak on twitter we our twitter game weak um it's that calculus account they can't they can't figure out our 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 handle yeah, but go on Twitter and Facebook. Also, there's links to our blog there. Go check that out. Yeah, check the we blog cool, out, too. That's crazy. Yeah, we, we got some cool articles up. There'll be one coming out soon. Uh, finals week got to me. Uh, I'll have you guys at Top Uncommitted Recruits coming out tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, that is, that's what's on, that's what's on deck. And I told Zach before we started recording, I was like, I finished my last final this morning. I've got like a month until next semester starts. So just while I'm about to be popping off for this next month, articles all over the place, updates, uh, new things for you guys. These episodes are about to get crazy. It's bowl season. How could they not be? So just watch out for all of that. Uh, yeah, like and I you said, guys might you guys might be getting a lot more than two episodes a week with the way the bowl schedule works out. So dude, we'll announce that when we figure it out. No joke. Uh, So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we are out.